On average, a person can speak up to 200 words a minute, but a person on average thinks around 2,000 words per minute. Let's talk about why that's important today. Welcome back to More Than Numbers Enneagram for Business. And as I said before, on Mondays, we're going to be starting off with a quick 5, 10, 15 minute podcast to help you get started in your week, to help with some paradigm shifts or some sharpening or some encouragement that you can take and apply to your leadership or to your business or to your team from the beginning of the week. Let's talk about taking an accounting of our negative thoughts or our negative beliefs. As I mentioned in the beginning, the average person can speak around 200 words per minute, but they can think around 2,000 words per minute. Why is that important? Well, let's think about it. If you had somebody that was encouraging you, let's say that you have a leader or a supervisor over you, they are never going to be able to out-talk your negative beliefs. And you're going to look for them or look to them to outspeak those. And they'll never be able to. So at some point, you have to take an accounting for your negative beliefs. Likewise, leaders, as you are leading people, as you are supervising people, you will never be able to out-talk their negative beliefs. So you have to begin to take action to get to the root of understanding where those negative beliefs come from. Every person has this problem. Every person has this issue to a degree, but we don't stop it and consider it enough to understand where are these thoughts coming from, these negative thoughts, these negative patterns, these negative beliefs. 2,000 words per minute a person is thinking. And chances are they're not all positive. They're not all encouraging. They're not all supportive or life-giving. Chances are they're more destructive or negative or anxious or inducing fear. And so we need to take an accounting for that and understanding that. Let's look at this from the perspective of the individual seeking guidance from a leader. And a leader may speak to you up to 200 words per minute, but let's just think about that in context. How often do you hear from your leader or your supervisor? And they're not often speaking 200 words per minute worth of encouragement. That's understandable. They're not necessarily a life coach or a motivational speaker. They are there to hopefully lead you well, get the best out of you and accomplish a mission in the business, whatever your objectives may be, whatever your industry may be. But then they leave you or you leave them because we're thinking from the perspective of the employee or of the team member. And then you have 23 hours a day, seven days a week, 23 hours outside of that one hour that you spent with them in your one-on-one or whatever it may have been, your one hour, one-on-one a week, which I find even then is very rare. Typically, a one-on-one will occur every two weeks, right? And what are you telling yourself? What are you feeding your mind? What are you believing about that relationship? And all of us, and I'm going to walk through this for all nine types before the end of this episode to see what lies we're believing and how it's the root for all of the lies that we tend to believe And all of the lies that end up leading us to destruction. So as an employee, as a team member, you need to take an accounting for the negative beliefs that you have because your supervisor is never going to be able to out-talk your negative beliefs, nor should they. That's not their role. Now, supervisors, you will never be able to out-talk somebody's negative beliefs. You can speak to them on average 200 words per minute, but they're going to think 2000 words per minute. So we just cannot keep up. So we have to spend some time getting to the root of what's really going on in a person's mind. What beliefs are negative, what beliefs are destructive, whether it's about you and your relationship with that person, the company, the team, the mission, your objectives, your plans, your goals, what are they thinking? 
And if we can take an accounting for what they're thinking, then we can get to the root and understanding. But first of all, we have to be empathetic enough to understand what are they thinking. A very helpful tool, a very helpful phrase or a way to end a conversation is, what did you hear me say? What do you hear me saying you need to accomplish? And what are your tensions or objectives? And so understanding that in a conversation, you can then see what did they hear you say? Because I find this, there's nothing more frustrating than being misunderstood. And more and more, I'm seeing that it has to do with this fact that 200 versus 2000 words per minute is where we're being misunderstood. So where you mean for there to be a period, sometimes someone listening to you adds a comma. Hey, I thought you did really great on that project. And you, as a leader, may have been affirming them, but they add a comma to the end of that, right? They hear, you did a great job on that project, comma, but the last one was trash, right? That's what they're hearing or that's what they're believing. So we have to get ahead of that and understanding. Leaders, you will never be able to out-talk their negative beliefs and employees or team members. Your leaders are not responsible for out-talking your negative beliefs. We all have to take an accounting for what we are allowing ourselves to believe, what we're letting inside of our heads. When I coach someone privately, I tell them, hey, this one-hour session was awesome. It was impactful. And I ask them, Hey, how is this impactful? How is this helpful? Because sometimes I'll deliver something and I'll think it's straight gold. It's just fire. It's so impactful to them. And I'll ask them, Hey, what was your greatest takeaway? And it was something so simple. I would have never even realized that would have been their greatest takeaway, but it gives insight to what's really going on in their life and what's impactful. But I tell them, Hey, this hour can be impactful, but what you allow into your mind, the other 23 hours of the day is even more important. It's kind of like going to the gym. And I'm sure many of you have heard this already. Your business owners, your business leaders, that's our typical demographic. So fitness is probably important to you. It's not about the one hour that you went to the gym. It was about the 23 hours outside of the gym that leads to the progress or lack thereof, right? It's not that you went to the gym for one hour. It's then, did you go home and eat all of the things that you're used to eating, right? Did you not get enough rest? Are your habits out of alignment? So we need to take an accounting for understanding what are we allowing into our mind throughout the day? And so I tell my clients that, hey, this one hour was great, but be mindful of what you allow into your mind the other 23 hours because I could not possibly be in your ear 24 hours a day. And I tell them this, I share this statistic with them and I tell them, even if I could, I could only speak 200 words per minute, but you can think 2000 words per minute. So even if I was in your ear constantly, constantly reinforcing and encouraging you, I still could not keep up with your thoughts. So we need to take an accounting for that and understanding that. And I thought that would be helpful this week just to give a little bit of grace and a little bit of perspective to understand that, right? What are my negative beliefs? What are my negative thoughts that I'm allowing into my mind that are ultimately causing destruction in my relationships, in my role, in my job, on my team? Leaders understanding, hey, get to the root of understanding maybe what some of those negative beliefs can be. So I'm going to run the wheel for all nine types to give some insight to each negative belief. For the type one, they believe that if they do things right, they will be right and they will be good. But things have to be done right. If things are out of order, then this will send them into a negative tailspin. For type twos, if they help or they give, then they will be valued. But if they're not helping and they're not giving, then they feel that like they're not valuable. Type threes, if they look and are successful, if they're set up to be successful, then they feel like they are appreciated or valued for what they bring to the team. But if they're not seen as or 
experience success or achievement, then they feel like they have no value. Type fours want to be unique and set apart as well as their team. And if they are not accomplishing that, then they will believe very negatively of their environment. Type fives feel like they need to have enough knowledge or resources to offer the situation. If they don't have enough to offer, then they won't share anything. Type sixes feel that if they can ensure that everyone around them is safe and secure, including themselves, then they are adding value. Then they are appreciated. Type sevens will believe that, can, that excitement or adventure or experience or getting more out of the current situation is what ultimately brings contentment. And if they're not getting more out of the current circumstance, then it could lead to frustration with themselves and with those around them. Type eights tend to believe that if they are not strong, if they are not powerful, then they are weak and can be taken for granted, taken advantage of, or abandoned or betrayed. And type nines believe that if they at any point lose control of the peace or the harmony in the environment, then the whole team will suffer and they will suffer as well. So those are some high level ways of believing some of the lies that we allow into our minds. But again, some of these lies are not problems to be solved. They're just tensions to be managed and understanding that those are flaws within us. And when we understand those lies, then we can be proactive in speaking against them. I myself as a type eight, I totally feel that lie of if I'm not strong, if I'm not powerful, then I'll be taken, uh, taken for granted or I'll be taken advantage of or I could be betrayed. And so then I will take action to want to be more powerful and stronger and, and explore and, and, and really share my strength and realizing that that's not what everyone wants nor what everyone needs. They need the real me, the authentic me to show up. And yes, eights crave authenticity, but at the same time, we really do have a hard time with showing people our vulnerable sides, with showing people how we're hurt or how we're down or how we just need some validation sometimes because eights run so strong and powerful all of the time that they forget to say, hey, I need a little bit of support here. And when we do allow ourselves to admit it, then we'll start to tell that lie. Well, but if I'm not being strong, then I'm not going to be valued. And then people aren't going to need me. And then they'll betray me or walk away, right? We have to get ahead of those negative beliefs. And this is where I always say self-awareness starts not with ourself because we are inherently deceitful and deceiving of ourselves. And it doesn't even start with others. If you're a believer, if you're a person of faith, self-awareness starts with God. What's his word? What does he say that is true? Then what do others say? What are they telling me? Truly, what are they telling me? Not what I add to what they say, but what they're really telling me. And then, then myself and what I understand. So I hope that you can apply this this week. Think about that. Even just that simple fact that we can speak 200 words a minute, but we think 2000 words per minute. So we cannot out talk our negative beliefs Regardless of how many podcasts you listen to, how many books you read, you cannot out, cannot out talk your negative beliefs. Regardless of how awesome your supervisor is, they cannot out talk your negative beliefs. You have to begin to take an accounting, take responsibility for unpacking and reverse engineering those negative beliefs. And leaders, you cannot out talk their negative beliefs. That is an impossible, impossible task. So in figuring out where those negative beliefs come from, you can help them to reshape more positive and affirming and true beliefs and thoughts. And if you need help with that, we have our true strategy Enneagram assessment. So if you enter the code podcast 52, podcast 52, you will get 
free access, a $24 value to our assessment. And when you take that assessment, it'll help you to dig into your Enneagram type. And even if you know your Enneagram type, we have a five page PDF on the other side of that assessment that will help you to dig deeper into understanding some of your negative beliefs or some beliefs that are not serving of you anymore. So thank you for joining me on another Monday. Thank you for giving me around 10 minutes of your time. I hope that this was valuable to you, that it was valuable for your week, and that even later on in time and different seasons and different circumstances, you can return to this and it be an encouragement as you lead others and as you lead yourself. So if you loved this, then chances are someone else will too. Please share it. If you liked it, give it a subscribe. And if it was specifically impactful for you, let us know in the reviews. We'll see you on Thursday. We have an awesome episode coming up this Thursday, an awesome guest that I know that you are absolutely going to enjoy. Very practical, practical feedback and guidance. We'll see you then.